Welcome back, everyone, to the next episode of Making Waves, episode number 14. We're still recovering from that wonderful night out at Sydney Olympic Park yesterday. The Matildas going through over Denmark, two goals to nil, and we're looking forward to the quarterfinals. But, Laz, you're here with me to go through each of the round of 16 games, and there's a lot of football to catch up on. Good to hear from you, Nathan, and a pleasure to join you, as always, on our back peg Making Waves special series. And uh, hello to all the listeners. And you're right, we're here. Just, but we're here. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a big day, Nathan. (laughs) Yes, it's been a big day indeed. I think there was uh, plenty of sore heads this morning and tired eyes, uh, maybe early afternoon. But you and I are here, and we uh, had to fight off the sleeps again this evening, I think, with uh, what transpired down Adelaide, France, Morocco. Great win for the French. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the most exhilarating game, though, shall we say? No, no, that's true. Look, it it, it wasn't. I think there was uh, more excitement in the Jamaica versus Colombia game, to be fair. Yeah, and I can back you on that. We'll cover off tonight's action in a little bit, but we shall start all the way back on the first day of this round of 16. Two games in New Zealand, Spain, Switzerland, and Japan, Norway. The two teams from Group C go through. And the two teams from Group A go home. Last five, one, and three, one score lines. Are you at all surprised? And do you think it's a fair reflection of what you saw? Seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it, Nathan? It does. It does. <laughs> I had to go back and watch the highlights again today. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, are they fair reflections of what transpired? Yes, they are. So let's go with Switzerland, Spain, shall we? And Bomati, who I think is. Player of the tournament thus far is that, well. Personally, I think she's player of the tournament. Uh, gold. She's the favourite for the golden ball, given what's transpired uh, over uh, the last few days. But an amazing performance from her in this game. And Spain, I think, came back and re-announced themselves in this tournament. But um, from here on in, it the announcing doesn't really matter. It was an emphatic performance, and yes, Switzerland nowhere near it. And played the wrong tactics. I don't know if they had. The, I don't think they had the personnel to kind of play the same game that Japan could have, uh, or Japan had demonstrated previously. Because I think that's the blueprint to beating the Spanish side. To be fair, but you've got to be very clinical and very technical and skillful to to do that to execute that. So, um, so yeah, I think it was a fair reflection. And Spain well and truly dominated. Um, you got thoughts on Bombati though? You don't agree with me. No, I do. I do. I just oh, you do? I was just okay. thinking for other players of the tournament. I hesitant to say that she's an absolute standout. There's been a whole host of players that would go in that same category as nominees for Golden Ball thus far. But in this game she was untouchable completely. Two goals and even beyond the goals, she was fantastic. Mm. I think she's had a very I think she's had a, a a very good group phase except for the game against Japan as well. So she's definitely been you know, she's definitely been a standout for me in the Spanish side at this point in time. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. I think she's the the standout player, the one to watch for the quarterfinal, which we'll come on to later on in the pot, mm. I'm sure. But yes, Spain looked back, and I think we got an indication across these two games that not something that necessarily took us by surprise, but it's just the level of teams that are in Group C compared to Group A. <laughs> We thought coming into the tournament, <laughs> the Group A was a little bit on the weaker side, we, but yeah. we definitely saw it in the round of 16. Yeah, no, we called it. Uh, and to be fair, it wasn't that hard to call, really. No. Right. 
No, we're not okay. getting any credit for it. <laughs> no, and, and nor do we want it, right? The the only disappointment, yeah, the only disappointment, disappointment really from Group A is Norway. I would have thought that Norway would um, would have given a strong account of themselves. Look, you know, they had that emphatic victory against Philippines, against Japan. They competed. They did compete for a little while, but uh, Japan found a way to to get through them. Well, Norway just opened the door for them twice. Mm, yeah, yeah. The first two Japanese goals were complete gifts. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Japan's best performance in this the tournament, but I think they deserve the win. You can't dispute that. Oh, of course. You know, and they um, adapted to how Norway came at them. And look, justifiably, you know, justifiably, Norway have gone home and you know, Miyazawa rocks on. Yes, another goal for a tournament tally so far. She's certainly in the hunt for the golden boot. There's a few others in the mix as well. We shall see how that transpires for us. Tournament very interesting. Mm. Um, whether she can keep going, mm. but mm. yes, Japan deserves to go through to the quarterfinals. Not just based on this game, but also what they've done previously at this tournament. Yes, Norway presented them with two easy opportunities to score. One of them, of course, the own goal. Remarkable, some of the own goals we've seen this round. Yes, yes. The goal mm. that Spain scored for Switzerland was, yeah, was one of the most extraordinary, <laughs> extraordinary goals I've ever seen. <laughs> and I thought the one that Italy scored for South Africa was crazy. Yes, no, that's true. Well, that no, the Switzerland's goal, so the Spanish own goal was probably the craziest of the eight or nine that have been uh, affected in this tournament. I think. But look, defender on debut and a goalkeeper on debut, and you know, it's incredible to see that. You know, uh, things like that. Are going to happen, but if it stops there, and Spain's victory was emphatic, so you know they may not change the eleven. It's um, it's fascinating. The Spain team is fascinating. It really is. But uh, back, you know, with regards to Japan, yeah, well deserved, and they look dangerous. They look dangerous. I think they they look to be the most dangerous team on the New Zealand side of the draw. Yes, as it stands right now. Yeah, four games played. They seem to have the most cohesion. They seem to have the most clear-cut identity for what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And they're really the most clinical team, the most lethal team, and they're ones to watch. We didn't really tout them as a potential winner for this whole tournament. No. We both had them going out at the quarterfinal stage. Yes. But, hey, I wouldn't put it past them to uh, get to the semis now. Yeah, glad to be corrected on that one, for sure, because they've been a, a really good side to watch. And, you know, it, the way that it's um, shaping up, It'll be an interesting semi-final one way or another. Yes, but Japan have to take on the Swedes in the quarterfinal first to get to the semi. We shall cover that off a little bit Yep. because there's a obviously the other story or the other side of the coin for that game. Mm-hmm. Let's quickly cover the Dutch against the South Africans. The Orange. We're both at that game mm-hmm. uh, in Sydney, uh, yep. midday Sunday. Indeed, indeed. What did you make of it? Fascinating game to watch live and see it unfold in front of you. The South Africans... Were great in the first half. Um, you know that. I tell you what, that South African side is definitely tried hard. Right? Definitely tried hard. But how good is um, Thembi Katlana on her own? It, it, like she's just she could play striker anywhere in in, in any of the uh, top European leagues. Yeah, hundred percent, she could. She was dangerous the entire game and pretty much all tournament too. Mm. You could say it's just a shame that some of the injuries sort of derailed them a little bit and. Mm. Second half, I think South Africa just fell away. Yeah, they did. They did. But then Damsala kept, you know, the Netherlands in that game in the first half because it, it could have been a very tricky game had um, Katlana's uh, chances gone in. But Van Damsala up until that point, 
I think, produced the saves of the tournament. Yes. <laughs> and uh, that's an award you would only be holding on to for a few hours, uh, as which, which we'll come on to. Correct. Uh, but yes, I think from the Dutch point of view, it's pretty much from maybe 30 minutes on a controlling performance. Mm-hmm. They're not a uh, swashbuckling team by any means. No. But that second half, they were in complete control. They were. And it was good to see live the midfield rotations, seeing uh, Daniel van der Donk um, interact with Esme Brooks and yeah. Pulova on the wings and the interchange with Bernstein and, and Lika Martins. Bernstein. They're, very very well said. Mm. Love it. <laughs> uh, they're a good football team, the Dutch. They, they move they the ball around quite well. Yep, they are. Yeah, they do. That they do. Um, and uh, Brooks is a great player. Looks like a great player. Uh, she's been, I would say, the f- you know form left back, arguably, but the form left back of, of this of this tournament so far. She's you know scored amazing goals. Almost had an amazing goal again on the weekend. Um, you know she's she's played very well. She's played very well. Vanderdonk in the midfield is just incredible, and I think is a problem for the Netherlands, which we'll get to in a minute, or you know yes. later on in this episode. Yes, because she picked up a yellow card that was coming. We should add there was yeah. a, a couple of moments of physicality in the first half that mm-hmm. I sat back in the chair and thought, oh, okay, she's getting a bit close to the sun here. Yep. But uh, lo and behold, the card did eventually come out, and she does miss the quarterfinal. Jill Rod got on the score sheet again. Yes, she did. Yep. She's right up there for Golden Boot. Mm. Yep. Yep. And she's having a great tournament so far. Do you think and... she's? She, do you think she's Netherlands' best player at, at the tournament so far? I think at the tournament, yeah. Yep. I think there's a, a large chasing pack behind her where mm-hmm. you can throw in Van Domschelaar, Spitzer, mm-hmm. Brooks, Berenstain, and Van der Donk. Maybe even a couple of other players as well you can throw in there. But for mind you, Rod does stand above the rest. Mate, you almost for, named for the, the whole Dutch team. <laughs> <laughs> They've been good. They have been good. Yeah, they have been good. They have been good. But um, yes, should we get to the shock of the round? I don't know Let's if it was do a it. shock, though. I don't know if it was a shock. It was, it's it, still a shock. It, I think it was, it's still going to be... It's a shock because they saved their best game till that point, I think. Um, but you, when you are... When you have a, the degree of hubris that appeared that they appear to have, you deserve this. <laughs> hubris is a uh, perhaps a softer way of saying arrogance. Yeah, yeah. Divine right. <laughs> Possibly complacency, um, but um, we actually got a, a, a actually got a message from our friend of the pod, Kyle Bond, in the aftermath of the U.S. women's national team's exit from this tournament. And yep, look, basic theme was long time coming, right? Um, you know, they made their bed long ago and now had to lie in it. And Vladko coached this team horribly, and Kyle just nailed it in that. In those two short sentences, they were ordinary. They were ordinary up until that, uh, up until the game against Sweden. And it's funny how the couple of millimeters that you know saved them against Portugal, you know, it took a couple of millimeters for them to be um, out the door at, at this Not stage. Not even a couple. <laughs> one. Yeah. Half that. Yeah, one. I wonder who the poor soul was who had to go and explain to the Americans what a millimeter was. Yeah. Look and. <laughs> Yeah, that's why they need to get into metrics, people. But um, <laughs> but the but to the point, yeah, yeah, to the yeah to the point. The interview, the, and you could see from their faces and the interviews given that they weren't expecting to lose, or nor did they, and nor should you consider yes that you're going to be in a position to lose. But these games can go either way, and uh, you know it's 
they and I think because they saved their best till that game or their best performance in the tournament to that game. It wasn't their best, but they saved their best performance in the tournament to that game and they got nothing for it. It goes to show that um, how they approach this tournament from a football perspective and the fact is that they've only scored, well, they'd only scored one goal in six hours of, or almost six hours of football. Yeah, it was a one goal against the Dutch and then two blanks against Sweden and Portugal. That's nothing close to what we normally expect from this team and yes, their best performance was the one against Sweden, the best of the four at this tournament. But even still, it wasn't the America that we come to expect. And so many players in this team had a poor tournament. Really, I think Alex Morgan had a poor game against Sweden. She had a poor tournament, Nathan. Yeah. She was poor from the start. She wasn't even that she wasn't even that impressive against Vietnam, to be honest. Mm. So And we said that at the time that mm. they should have put ten past Vietnam mm. on that opening match day. Mm. And only three, the Vietnamese would have taken that every single day of the week if you offered two of them. Correct. And it's not just Alex Morgan. Lindsay Horan had her worst performance of the tournament against Sweden. Mm-hmm. She'd been the one that was sort of driving the team in the group stage. Mm. She was the most dangerous attacker on the pitch in the early phase of the tournament. But yep. against Sweden, not so much. I think she played well against Sweden. I disagree with you there. Look, because they really pushed in Sweden in the sense that they were in their faces the whole time. The press was... Very strong. Sweden's midfield couldn't play ball for a little while, for most of the, for the majority of the game, to be fair. So um, it, I think Sweden, so it was a case of the Americans lifted to their ceiling in this tournament. The Swedes were below par from what, you know, the way they played. I mean, they'd played better during this tournament and the first half they were sitting so far back, they were giving so much space to the Americans and letting themselves be bullied off the ball, which is... Mm. You can't do against this U.S. side, any U.S. side for that matter, right? So it was a very, it was very unusual, and and that way it allowed the Americans to actually find some rhythm and and play. But yeah, the Americans were not impressive in this tournament at all, at all. And yeah, I think Haran, I think you're being unfair on Haran. I think she actually played. She was their best player in the tournament. I mean, Germa was their, probably their their standout as well. Um, when you, when across you think the tournament, I, I agree with you. Mm. Um, across the tournament, Lindsay Iran was pretty good. She was among the best players for the US at this tournament. Mm. But I just think from what we saw in the groups, where I'm sort of coming from, is that she was the one who was raising the bar for this team. And look, it's not just on her to, to drive the team forward. Of course it's not. But I was expecting a little bit more from her in particular against Sweden. That's the angle I'm coming yep. out at. Fair enough. And it's just amazing, this penalty shootout. I've never seen a VAR call <laughs> in a penalty shootout before incredible and the drama at the end there when the the on-field referee was in contact with the VAR and just the complete chaos when she was crossing her arms saying no but the goal was going to stand or the penalty was going to stand and Sweden had won it it was just complete confusion and then pandemonium at the end just an amazing moment for this tournament and you've probably seen that video meme uh where there's a I'm not sure if it's American College or whatever the case is where somebody's had a shot you know uh, penalty, in a penalty shootout, keeper saves it. Penalty, uh, the keeper gets up, celebrates, and then the ball like basically bounces back into the you know back uh, over the line, right? Yeah, another one. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that c- kind of reminded me of that in a way, right? Because with the elevation that the ball took and the backward trajectory that the ball took from um, Nay's save, uh, I thought this is going in, and she knew it was going in, and she tried everything to keep it out. But uh, unfortunately, it wasn't enough. So, you know, yeah, amazing penalty shootout. And look, 
Sweden live to fight another day. The US go home with their tail between their legs. And, you know, it's uh, caused a controversy in the States. But I think they need to look at how their youth is going through to their college and then going through to their, uh, you know, professional leagues, be it in Europe or be it in America after that. Because um, a lot of commentaries come out since the failure of the Americans now. And they're saying, okay, well, at under 15, under 17 level, you know, from there on, they haven't, you know, um, been very successful in the uh, World Youth Championships, um, you know, at, at those youth levels, the under 20 levels. So it's quite, so it's a watch the space thing here with the Americans. They'll always find a way, a way to regenerate because their college system is so strong. And then, you know, going through to, um, to the NWSL and beyond. Yeah, for sure. They will be back. Of course, they'll be back. And part of it is coaching. And I think I agree with Carbon's assessment that. Vlako didn't have a good tournament. You can't argue that he can through any means whatsoever. And I'd be surprised if he's still in a job come the next major tournament. Mm. Um, and I I would hesitate to say that this US team needs a complete regeneration. There's some still good young players. so much talent in this side. Mm. Mm. There's a lot of young players in this team. I don't think it's a case of ripping everything up and starting again. Come the next World Cup, they're always going to be in the favourites to win the whole court. Like, oh, again. why not, Nathan? Why not? Well, no, they should <laughs> burn it down and you know, <laughs> throw everything out. <laughs> throw the baby out with the bathwater and just, you know. Sacked a lot of them, yep. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, realise that, uh, you know, uh, that they're America and then they need to kick ass and they need to just do all that kind of stuff. No, look, I say the, all that in jest. You're right. You're right. Um, there are some positives out of this uh, tournament for them. Look, I don't know if like all say for the Olympics. I think he will probably will get the sack. I think he's gone. Um, Surely. And I don't know if the veterans will hang around for the Olympics. They might. I don't know how far it will get them. It just depends who takes the reins. Yeah, I think really it'll be time to step aside. Like That's on an individual basis, of course it is, and maybe they've got another 12 months in them at this international level. But I think we're getting to the point where – the World Cup is seen as the pinnacle for women's sport, for women's football. After this and tournament, eclips- I think it is. <laughs> yes, e- eclipsing the Olympics. Mm. So it's interesting to see where the Olympics sits in four years' time, in a decade's time, where it sort of sits in the pecking order for mm. an international tournament. Mm. It, I think it's slightly on the wane. So whether or not you can use the Olympics as a way to start afresh for the US team, bring in a couple more young players and really set your sights on 2027, where, of course, the US are immediately going to be one of the favourites. So, Nathan, do we think that um, the Olympics will turn to an under-23 women's tournament now or in the next two Olympiads? I think it's inevitable. It'll happen one day. I think you're right, based on what we've seen in this Women's World Cup. Especially because we're seeing so many more teams come to the fore with the quality. Mm. There's so many teams that have shown well above their standing in the FIFA rankings, which Mm -hmm. they don't mean anything on the men's side of things. On the women's side of things, they it's mean even, even less. Yeah. Because there's just not enough games. Yeah, correct. And yeah, come a decade's time, the Olympics might turn into an under-23 tournament and it'll be used as a bit of a development tournament or... Yep. Well, look, you're right. A, and a, the, a sandbox to try things out. And the Olympics needs football. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, that's the only sport that they'll curtail to, if I can put it that way, for want of a better word. So, having said that, and having said all of that about the US women's national team, and all the media coverage that they're getting back home and all that kind of stuff. There's Team Sweden. Why don't I just say it like that in American? They're Sweden. <laughs> right? They're Sweden. Uh, and 
probably the performance, the standout performance of this round, the goalkeeper, Musovic. Unbelievable. Star. Unbelievable. 11 saves. The most out of anyone so far. The star of the show. And, yeah. Absolute she's getting, star. She's getting a lot of flowers at the moment, and quite rightly so. That puts her right into the reckoning for goalkeeper of the tournament. Yep. And really, and the Chelsea's, whole Sweden team have heard of thing. And Chelsea's reserve keeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Chesterland, based on that one performance, that's definitely set her career in a, along a different path. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think she'd be looking to either challenge for the number one spot at Chelsea or uh, get a move because she's too good to be sitting on the pine. Very confident goalkeeper too. You know, some of those she, saves, some of those she saves. She just looks so, good. so relaxed, so composed, and you know, as if, uh, yeah, look, this is just a, a you know a day in the office for me. I tell you, know, I have to put up with the like, you know, with the likes of the Chelsea women's team <laughs> at training everywhere. You know, this is this is nothing. That's well, she's really had a lot important. of practice against Sam Kerr, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, incredible, incredible, incredible performance. So composed. Some of the saves. I mean, that save from Haran, tip it around the the post. Just you know, goes close to save of the tournament. But mm. just incredible, incredible performance. Um, and moving forward for Sweden, they've got Japan in the quarterfinal, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But mm-hmm. it's going to be a completely different test for them. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. It will look. Yeah, we'll talk about it later on. It's it's that's going to be a fascinating game though, nonetheless. But should we move on? Let's move on to England versus Nigeria. Oh, what a scare. Oh, they deserve to go home. They did. 100% they did. They deserve to go home based on that performance. And amazing. The night before losing the number one ranked team in the world and the number two ranked team in the group stage, we almost lost the European champions. Yeah, we, we should clarify that. Who they, who deserved to go home? It was the, li- the lionesses <laughs> that deserved to go home. <laughs> yeah, um, they did. That was, uh, an, um, you know, the only thing that missed from Nigeria's performance was a goal. It really was. They hit the crossbar twice. And this was before the send-off, right? This is before the send-off. So, mm. you know, they were the better. I think they were the better team before Lauren James yeah. got sent off. I think so too. You know, And they continued to be the better team because England were just playing for penalties for the most part at that point. Yeah. And it's just a shame. This, the, the Super Falcons, getting out of the group would have been seen as a great success, but going home in this manner... Mm. I think it'll, they'll be disappointed. It'll be a case of what could have been. Yeah. And yeah, I look, fancy if it was Nigeria going through against England, they'd fancy their chances against Colombia. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Look, um, it's being viewed as a brilliant performance from uh, Cecilia Morogby, who joined us on our preview pod, which was um, hard to disagree with. You know, and she feared England. She feared, you know, the Super Falcons playing against England and, and thought that, you know, England would uh, be too strong for them, but man, they were they were sensational. You know that. Um, you know, the, I'm still I still find it hard to believe that England were almost on the way out, and they and really, yeah. like we said, they deserve to go. But who was the you know who did you think was the um, best performer for Nigeria? I mean, you'll probably say the left back. Yes, absolutely. Yep. There was a few other players that I was tossing up between the likes of Tony Payne mm-hmm. or Kanu on the right wing, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, you're right, Les. All that was missing from this game was a goal for Nigeria. Yep. And I look at 20 shots and just two on target Yep, as something that they'll look back on with slight regret, perhaps. Yeah, Plumtree's shot was just, oof, they hit the crossbar. <laughs> Man, what a hit. What a hit. But um, 
Yeah, look, they weren't good enough in the penalties, unfortunately. Nigeria, so no. brave, brave performance, brave performance, but uh, wasn't to be, wasn't to be. And England go through to the quarterfinals. We thought it would yeah, be. How do we assess England now, Laz? Because they were average at best against Haiti. Mm-hmm. They weren't great against Denmark. Mm-hmm. Yes, they put China to the sword. Yep. But it's another question mark based performance here against Nigeria. Now Lauren James is out. And Kira Walsh limped off with an injury at the end. China Where do we were, sit here with England? Yeah, so China were a shambles. All right, it's evident. Um, England are doing enough to get by, and they'll, I don't know, and we'll talk about the quarterfinals. Saturday's a danger game for them again, mm-hmm. I think, but we'll get to that. And then there's a the matter of the Matildas taking on Denmark, which we covered yesterday, um, and you can go back to that episode and have a listen. Uh, we covered it off there. Great to see some of the numbers come out today yep. in terms of ratings. Six and a half million people on Channel 7. Insane figures. Plus the people on Optusport, plus the people at the stadium and at the live sites around the country. Correct, correct. The Bazildas are cut through. Insane figures and well said. <laughs> 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 and to the, uh, I will leave it at that because we're going to go down. I was just about to enter into territory that, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'll just uh, take a step back from that and say, well said, Nathan, and I'll leave it there. Yeah, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Nah, nah, nah. No. Why, why should why should we give any credence to those um, to those points of view? No, and we'll be here for another half an hour as well. That's correct. So, Nathan, we moved to tonight's games, and out of Melbourne, Colombia versus Jamaica. What did you make of it? It was a great game. I think we were expecting a a game filled with noise and vibrancy from the stands. We certainly got that. These Colombian supporters are like no other at this tournament. It's amazing to see the the noise and the passion they have for their national team. Something that I I struggle to think of an example outside of South America. It seems to be a a thing yep. to that sort of level. Yeah, that's from right. Teams from that part of the world, and it's absolutely yeah, wonderful. They've I think stolen the hearts of the nation based on what we've seen so far. Just the what we've seen on the pitch from Linda Garcado across the tournaments, and mm-hmm. it was no different tonight. They played with full heart, full passion. And it wasn't Linda Caicedo tonight who got them over the line, but the team as a whole, they look great again. Mm, mm. They look like the team who, the one who beat Germany. Uh, the Morocco game, we can put it down as a little bit of a blip now, I think. Yes. As they march on to the quarterfinals. But really, it's a fairy tale run for Colombia. Never before have they been in a quarterfinal at a Women's World Cup. Yep, and that's correct. As we just mentioned, the game against England is a danger game. Maybe they can uh, pull off another upset at this tournament. Mm, mm. And I don't exactly see that as unlikely, to be honest, based on what we've seen so far. But on the game, full-blooded. I think Jamaica will be really disappointed about how the goal came about, being a a dead ball situation. Yeah. I think they'll be really disappointed in the goal. And unmarked at the back. Yeah, it was made unmarked at the back, yeah. It's still a great touch and a great finish, but the ball shouldn't have got to her. No. No way. And Jamaica go home. With one goal scored, one goal conceded, but yeah. it's held high. Nuts, nuts, isn't it? Absolutely nuts. Three hundred and sixty minutes of football and one goal conceded. Right, um, but I wish the goal had come earlier because Jamaica, you know, as soon as the, they conceded the goal, they kind of turned on the switch. This game had it all. Actually, it was a very physical affair in the first half. Right, both teams let you know were up for that physical challenge, and. Then the goal came in. What a what a pass! I mean, yes, we said that Usman was uh, marked at the back peg, but what a pass! Incredible pass, right? And she took it well. She took it well and uh, put it away. But um, yeah, then Jamaica came out and 
decided to play and they had their chances and they just couldn't equalise. So Colombia lived to fight another day and go into a quarterfinal against England in Sydney, which is going to be absolutely insane. And I'm looking forward to it, Nathan, because I will be there. Yes, it will be another cauldron of noise, I'm sure. But I'm also sure there was a big swarm of Colombians heading to the resale, yeah. trying to get themselves a ticket. And that might be the hottest ticket in town from the I quarterfinal. Think, I think it will be because think about it, England, big draw. This, uh, you know, uh, with Colombia being the kind, you know, and their supporters having the kind of impact they've had on this tournament, it will be the hottest ticket in town for sure. Very much looking forward to it. Mm. Very much indeed. Uh, But we also say farewell to a great side at this World Cup in Jamaica. Yes. And defensively great. (laughs) Defensively great, yes. (laughs) I think we can go, we can wheel out the cliches like rock solid. Yeah. Oh, no. Stop, stop. And... <laughs> you know, and look, you know, they've had their battles. And look, to get to where they've had to with the kind of battles they've had with their federation not really supporting them yeah. has been incredible. So full credit to Jamaica, the players, the coaching staff, you know, on a, on a tournament that's well done. And they've stuck it to the man, so to speak, if I can put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> in the form, that's in, a good in, way of putting it. In the form of the Jamaican Football Federation, which you know, hey, in this day and age, Nathan, to be at a tournament like this for that side to go and start a GoFundMe page to get here with the amount of money that FIFA gives out, right, to the entrance of this, you know, or to the qualifiers of this tournament, does not make sense to me. And I'll just leave it at that. Mm, yeah, it sounds a bit like a movie, doesn't it? Sure does. And this Jamaican football team, their story is good enough oh, for a movie. Yeah, or a Netflix series, something like yeah. that, or like a doco, because it, it, it just does not make sense at all. Somebody's going to be doing work on it somewhere. Yeah, I think Netflix uh, tied up with the US team. Oh, okay. Uh, which I'm very looking forward to see. Oh, so you're, are you saying there's a um, all or nothing Netflix and the US women's national team? I've heard rumors. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Okay. But let's get on to the final round of 16 game. To close out this phase of the tournament, France versus Morocco over at Highmarsh Stadium in Adelaide. And Nathan, what did you make of it? The game was done after 20 minutes. Sure was. (laughs) And we can just leave it at that. (laughs) Yes. Great story to have Morocco getting to the knockouts on debut. The ranked 72nd team in the world getting thumped by Germany 6-0 on opening night. And to get this far is a magnificent achievement. Hats off to every single one of the players Correct. and the coaching staff. But the journey ends here. And as I was watching it, France, and perhaps this is said with a little bit of a, a green and gold hat on, they look like a scary proposition. They're a well-oiled machine. Wendy Renard's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Diani, fantastic. Les mm-hmm. Lemaire, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gioro, so many good players in that team. Mm. Yep. Yep. This is, and yeah. that was a tune-up for them. Yes, it was. That's the scary part about it, with the with our green and gold hats on for sure. Absolutely, um, you can forget the pre-tournament friendly in Melbourne because this is the real stuff now. And this this uh, quarterfinal in prospect is yeah, is going to be fascinating. But should we go through in order, chronological order, and do our previews for this quarterfinal, or should we do actually no? We we need to formally announce what our performance of the this round was goal of the round and all that. So, and the disappointment of the round. So, do you want to do the bad stuff first? Who was the disappointment of the round? The disappointment has to be the US. Tick. 
I don't think there's too many others that come close to that tag. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Maybe Denmark. Denmark were okay. Maybe. I mean, first twenty five minutes they were they were good and then they fell away completely. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. But I'm just searching for an alternative. No, there isn't one. I don't think there is one. (laughs) Are you highlight of this round of sixteen phase? It's hard to go past last night. The Matildas Stadium Mm -hmm. Australia. That's got to be the highlight of the round in terms of the whole package. Sure. Performance of the round then. Team performance for mine, I think, would be France. Oh, if you're taking it in. Oh, yeah. No, I'll I'll say France. Okay. You you say that then. I say Spain. Yeah, they were the two. They were the two. Individual performance of the round. There's only one. Yeah, has to be Buzovic. Agree. Agree. Goal of the round, number 16. Hmm. Hmm. There's a couple to pick from. There are. I think one of the French goals tonight was absolutely fantastic. I don't remember which one it was, but the one, it might have been the fourth goal that was crossed in to the yep. back post. Beautiful ball. Uh, I think Australia's first goal has to be up there. Yep. And just trying to remember all the Spain goals. <laughs> but uh, some of the composure shown by Bonmarti in particular. I was going to say I think the composure that Bomati showed would have um, her goals in that. I actually would say that, yeah, I it's hard to really pick a standout goal from this phase of the tournament. I'm going to go for Caitlin Ford. Nice. I'm going to go Caitlin Ford. I wasn't, but I am going to go Caitlin Ford because the skill that goes into that, it was so clinical. It, like the Fowler assist just makes that goal. So just a brilliant piece of football. So, yes. So... Let's move to our quarterfinal preview. And in chronological order, Nathan, Spain versus the Netherlands at 11 a.m. on Friday morning. Shocking time Sydney, slot. Sydney time. Shocking time Absolutely slot. horrific time slot oh. for pretty much everyone involved in this fixture. Oh, they didn't pick it for us, I can tell you. No, they didn't pick it for Spain or the Netherlands either. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how these uh, things come back to bite you where you don't want things to bite you. Yep, correct. So, what do we think is going to happen here? I think this is the actual. Oh no, mm. I'm going to rephrase that. Were you I'm, going to say? I was going to say that. Mm, I think this is okay. the tie of the the quarterfinals, but they're looking at the list. I don't think there's don't a bad one there is, here. There isn't a bad one here. There isn't a and there there isn't a standout one here aside from Australia and obviously the you know the host nation and our personal you know uh, interest with it. Yeah, correct. That's mm. the word I was looking for, but. When you look at this from a pure football perspective, there isn't a bad quarterfinal tie here at all. No, there isn't. And it's seven out of the eight group winners have made it to the last eight, the exception being Spain and Switzerland. And really, these are probably, you would say, the best eight teams at this tournament. There isn't a team here that should be here, but isn't. Correct. These are the best teams that we've seen so far. And I'm really looking forward to these four games. Agreed. And how they get on, because... It, they're all really tough to call, to be honest. They're all very tough to call. There's okay. no, not one of those four matches, I'd say, oh, yeah, they'll win. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Spain versus Netherlands, I'm going to go Spain. I'm putting the Dutchies through. Of course you are. <laughs> I'm going to go Spain. I'm going to go Spain 2-1. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. And that could even end up in extra time. I mean, all these could end up in extra time and penalties. That's how tight these ones are. These games are. Yeah, I think we should highlight for these quarterfinals the players that are missing. Yes, through suspension, notably. And yeah, and Netherlands Vanderdonk missing 
is a big That's loss. A, it's a big out. It is a big out. You can yep. see the Vanderdonk was distraught at the end of the South Africa match, mm. knowing that she suspended for the quarterfinal. It's a very harsh rule, I find. See, it used to be three cards, three yellow cards, and I think yeah. they need to get back to that, actually, right? But I agree, because two yellow cards across five games yeah. means you miss the next one. That's kind of ridiculous, because yeah. they're not wiped after the round of 16 either. They're wiped after the quarterfinal. quarterfinal. So if somebody who picked up a yellow in the very first game yeah. picks up a yellow in the quarterfinal, they miss a semi. Yeah, and, and, and I think they, well, yeah, I think they need to revisit it. I think they should go three cards, right? Or... Wipe them after the um, the round of sixteen. Yeah, if you're going to get two cards, it seems way too harsh. Yeah. The rules as it stands, and no, I agree. Like maybe that's just me saying that uh, I want Vanderdonk to play in this game. I think the game loses something with Vanderdonk missing. To be honest, mm. but um, the rules are the rules, and unfortunately, it doesn't help the Dutch in this case. And I think Spain will just be too strong, just that little bit too strong. She's a big out. Vanderdonk's a yeah. big out, but. You go with your the orange. Did I say that right? Uh, Orania. Orania. You go with that Orania, and you say sh- you should because they've been they've been great in this tournament for all, all intents and purposes. I think with this game, the deciding factor will be the organisation of the Dutch defence. Mm-hmm. I think too many times South Africa exposed them with yes. the chances that they were were able to get themselves, and Van Domschela bailed them out too many times. They can't be allowing Spain the same chances that South Africa got at all. But I don't see the Dutch sitting back against the Spanish either. I actually see this game going end-to-end in the sense that the Dutch really don't have hold fear of the Spanish. They don't need to, right? They'll be able to, you know, from a possession basis, I think possession will be pretty much split evenly, right? So it, it, I think this game is just going to ebb and flow, and I think it will be a really fascinating watch. Indeed, indeed. We shall move on to the later game in that day. At Eden Park, Japan against Sweden. Sorry, we should mention Spain versus Netherlands is in Wellington, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yes. Japan versus Sweden, Eden Park. This one's going to be another one that goes right down to the wire. I wouldn't be surprised if this goes to penalties again for Sweden. Something tells me they're going to get a big crowd at Eden Park, bigger than they've had. For the... I hope I'm right. I've just got a feeling I think Japan versus Sweden is going to get a big crowd at Eden Park. Just pulling up the resale now and I'll have a goose. Okay. That's so- what that's what that what uh, that availability is looking like? Okay, because that was a good indicator. Yeah, right. Because uh, okay, there's a lot of tickets available. Okay, well, scrap that then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just like but, there is for the uh, Spain Netherlands game, to be honest. Okay, all right. Look, mm. maybe they're going. You know, I, I've got a feeling they're going to get a good crowd, nonetheless. Um, yes, it's no Team USA, right? But I think they. I think. Um, people will appreciate that this will be a quality game of football and they deserve a, a big crowd there, seeing that's going to be a Friday night, 7.30 local time. Mm. So uh, 5.30 p.m. Sydney time here. So, yeah, this will be a fascinating watch and I can't wait to see it. Now, who takes it out and how this game will play out? Your guess is as good as mine, Nathan, but <laughs> I'm going to go with Japan. I think they'll just edge it. Um, um, if you ask me for a score, I'm going to go 2-0 Japan. I'm genuinely in coin flip territory with this game. Are you really? Yeah. Mm. I think it's that close. The Japanese are very good. They're very, They're very good. good. They are very good. But what's sort of holding me back is that they weren't as dangerous against Norway. They didn't create as many chances yep. against Norway as they had previously. Yep. And it took two goals that were just presented to them yep. Yep. to see them pass the Norwegians. Maybe they'll get back to that form that we saw 
against the other teams against yeah. Sweden. But there's something about this Sweden team. And yes, yeah. pretty much every outfield player for Sweden against the US was second best on the night, maybe with, maybe with an exceptional two. Mm. But I think advancing from that game is going to give them so much confidence. And we will see a different team against the Japanese. All right. On that I point, might, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, on that point, do you reckon Sweden were playing for penalties? Long pause, very long pause. <laughs> Thinking about it. Thinking about it. Um, part of me says that. A part of me believes I, that toward the you know toward the end of the game that they were. Yes, to the end of, towards the end of the game they were. I don't necessarily think you could say that from the moment when the US just took complete control of the game. No, in the first half, there's a moment there where. They just turn it up to another level and yeah. Sweden couldn't hang with them. And it was Muzovic who bailed Sweden out. Mm. I don't think they're necessarily going into the game thinking clean sheet and we'll take the penalty gamble. Yeah. But as the game went on, especially when it got into extra time, yeah. it was. Uh, yeah, as soon as extra time gonna, started. Yeah. yeah, we're not going to beat these lot. Yeah, I got that feeling as soon as extra time started. And I thought, and I think that where Japan will win this is that Japan are very clinical going forward. You know, like their chances, they would beat any keeper. The goals that they've scored would beat any keeper, um, you know, and turn any defense. Now, Sweden's defense is very strong, I think, right? But yeah, And the, they've had a very, very solid tournament. I mean, if you think about it, they only conceded the one goal against South Africa in the first game. And that was probably due to the the poor weather conditions at the time. That played a factor. Um, but, jeez, oh, that you know, I think just the Japanese are just going to be too clinical for that defense. They get yeah. behind. Yeah, it's only it's only going to take one chance. That's the thing. That's the thing. They're so good up front. The Japanese they're so clinical. They will take their opportunity when it comes, and it will come. I'm tempted to agree with you and just put them through. To be honest, mm. I don't necessarily want to agree with you, but <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> one because of good because co- it makes good content. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. No, but I'm glad that I've convinced you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so close. Oh, I can't wait to watch that game. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. I'm so intrigued by how it's going to pan out. In chronological order, again, Saturday, 12th of August at 5 p.m., the Matildas versus France from Brisbane. Oof. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. Mm. Oh, I don't know about this one. This is yeah. the bump. This is the bump. This is the bump, this one. This is going to be a bumpy one. what we saw tonight, France against Morocco, this will be easily the toughest test the Matildas have faced at this tournament. Nathan, do you think this was France versus Morocco was more so a training run? And I don't mean that disrespectfully. Now, look, there were changes from the Panama game that France had, right, into this game. The French team have scored 10 goals over the last two games. They're not going to get these chances against the Matildas, right? So... I don't see them executing or being allowed to execute their their play the way that they have over the last two games, right? It's the battle of midfield for mine, and it always is the case, right? Who which midfield is in the best form and is ready for it for a, a very tight tussle? Yeah, interesting that both teams will line up very similar in shape, and you're right, it will be a midfield battle. Cooney Cross has got a work cut out for her, as does Katrina Gori. I agree, and Van Egmont and- for that matter. If she plays. If she plays. I think, look, you, I don't think you can start her. You've got to go with the same 11. I've been thinking yeah, about I, this all day. Yeah. I tend to agree with you, to be honest. And it's got to be one or the other. It's Kerr or Van Egmond. Yep. No, I agree. And you, and you reshuffle the rest of the team. Um, yeah. I do think Kerr off the bench. I think it might be half time. 
if mm-hmm. the French are leading yep. when, we, when we might see her. And look, the Matildas have to perform a lot better than they did in the last time they played at Suncorp or Brisbane yeah. Stadium. Yes, or Lang Park. Um, yes, no, I agree. And I think they will. I think they will. This is crunch time now. And this is their, I think, their biggest challenge up until, you know, it's even bigger than the semi final of the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know. And there's a lot of factors at play in this game. Of course, there is. And everything builds into this game on Saturday at 5 p.m. One thing's for sure Australia's going to stop. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone yeah. will be watching this game. I'll be interested to see what the ratings for this game will be come Sunday because I don't think there'll be anyone from the six and a half million who watched the Denmark game not watch the France game on the weekend. Correct. I also would chuck one asterisk on there that last night the game was in clear air. Yes. More competition on Saturday afternoon. So maybe. Maybe. But maybe. Maybe. But no, I think this this is going to be a bigger view than, you know, than than Monday or similar or similar. Mm. Right, I mean, okay, it could be ceiling, right? But they're phenomenal figures, nonetheless. Yeah, some of the numbers I've seen comparisons to AFL and NRL Grand Finals blow them out of the water. And the fact that you have to dig out ratings for the biggest matches in those codes as a comparison, yeah. I think I might be wrong. I might have the numbers wrong, but last night's game, Australia against Denmark, outrated eight of the last ten AFL Grand Finals. Correct. And I think it was every NRL Grand Final and State of Origin match for the last couple of years. Yep, it's not longer. It's blown, it's blown everything out of the water. Yeah, it's just amazing. Everyone watching and tuning into this team. Mm. And I'm sure everyone will get behind them again on Saturday. And the live sides are going to be packed out. It's just a case of whether the team can deliver on the pitch. Mm. It's the toughest task. It might be. It might be the toughest task they'll face in the tournament. That's Even if they think. go through. Yep. Look. I would say getting past France would be a tougher task than getting past England or Colombia. At this point, I think. Where we sit right now, yeah. Yeah, at this point, I think, yeah. I think I agree with you there. I, I do. I do. Look, this France side is very good. It's very good. Do we say that the winner of this will end up in the in the final? We could say that. You could go there. Mm, yeah, I think that that's a reasonable thing to claim. Yeah. Judging I, from what we've seen from the other side. Yeah, yeah. It, this is going to be... This is going to be a memorable moment for Australian football either way, and we'll go into Australian football folklore. But I just... Yeah. I contend that France and Australia will pretty much... I think this game will go to penalties, actually. This game is going to... They'll cancel each other out. Oh, or, I don't know or, if my life's going to handle penalties. Or, or a 1-0. <laughs> to, you know, oh. or, a one, or a 1-0 either yeah. way. I'm on the fence. I'm really on the fence about this one. Mm. I, I believe Australia can do it. But I'll, I'll, if you ask me for a tip, yeah, I'll, I'm just going to go Australia 1-0 or Australia on penalties. It's that tight. It's that tight. And all it takes is a moment, right, for both teams. And they both have game breakers, you know, um, as we saw with uh, Mary Fowler yesterday. You know, they both have game breakers. Um, you know, France are a very, very good team. Very good team. Scary. This game is good enough to be the final. It should be the final. <laughs> <laughs> it should be the final. I mean, look, that's – it's unfair. It should be the semifinal. Yeah. It should be the semifinal because you got Spain and – Japan on the other side, right? That I think will be the semi-final, right? Uh, you think it'll be the uh, Netherlands and Japan, right? So either way, we see Japan in the semis, right? <sighs> Whichever way this shakes out, you would not be upset with. You're not upset with these quarterfinals, and you're not upset with the final four. Whichever way it goes, of course. Yeah, no, 
It, it's mm. quality football. It's amazing that Japan are the only previous winners left in the in the competition. Mm-hmm. Very likely that we're going to get a new champion come yep. the 20th of August. Stack that way. Hey, but on this game, though, on the flip side, if you want to sort of come at it from a different angle, France have beaten two debutants, yeah. were held by Jamaica, uh-huh. and just got past Brazil, who went home in the group stage. Look, you're right, but I think the last two games have actually just done, you know, a world of good for France. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say that tongue in cheek and yeah, but uh, being reductionist on purpose. No, but <laughs> but you're right. You've you've made valid points there, and they and those things should be taken into consideration, and obviously will be assessed by the the Australian technical team in their video analysis, right? So you know, look, you you're a hundred percent right there, and that is a valid point. I still think Australia going to win and get through one way. Or yeah, another. I'm putting the Aussies through. It might be hard overhead. But I'm putting the Aussies through. Yeah. Uh, look, I've, as we've said before, I've tipped Australia to win the tournament. But I, I haven't seen anything that will make me change that right now. But do I fear the French? Yeah, absolutely. I respect the French. I think, you know, they're an amazing team, you know. But we'll see. We'll see. England versus Colombia. Sydney. Saturday night, 8.30 kickoff. What a game. What a I'll game. I'll be there and expecting a late night. I've already won the the uh, the wife and kids. It's going to be a late night. We're all going together. <laughs> oh, great! Yep, fantastic. Hopefully, there's no uh, signal failures. No, that's right. On Saturday night. No, no, no. We're <laughs> taking the four wheeled option, Nathan. Okay. Yep. Learn. <laughs> Lesson learned. That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. What a game! What a game! England, who, as I said earlier, have only looked good in one game out of the four. As Europe, they've only looked European champions in one out of the four games. Yep. Against the Columbia team who are so dangerous and so, what's the word? They're riding a wave of emotion at the moment as well. They are. They're a gritty team, Columbia. That's a really good word for it. They're so tough to beat. Mm. And they are masters in the dark arts as well, which I love to see. (laughs) That's not disparaging in the slightest. No, it isn't. You're right. And yeah, it's a really tough test for England. And I'm kind of leaning towards... The Colombians. I'm going to say England on penalties. Again. Yep. England go through on penalties. There are a couple of really good penalties in that shootout from England, especially yes. the, the one that got them through from Chloe Kelly mm. with a yeah. with a, a unique run-up. Yes. It's fair to say that. A, a, a very large first step. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I've seen that before, hey, but it worked out and it was a rocket of a penalty. Hey, this game, like we've been saying about the others, it's really close. They're so close to call. And whoever comes out of it, they will have earned their victory. And it's going to be great semifinals in prospect, no matter what comes out. No, I agree. They'll know they're in a battle. That's for sure. So looking forward to it, Nathan. Looking forward to all the football. So just to recap, we're picking, or you're picking Netherlands. I'm picking Spain. The second quarter final is Japan versus Sweden. We're both picking Japan. Just. Just. <laughs> Third quarter final is Australia versus France. And we're going Australia. Mm-hmm. And the fourth quarter final, you're going Colombia, and I'm going England on penalties. Not that it matters, but it'll be England, right? Okay, all right. And, and really, I could have gone for the four different teams that you went for. Yeah, we for did sure. it twice. I was very close to going Sweden and yeah, Australia, France. Oh, look, it could. Yeah, they all could go either way. They all could go either way. Very much so. Very much yeah. so. Yeah, I think that's going to call us a night here for this episode of it. Making Waves. I can look forward to our next pod on Sunday morning. Yes. Following the Matildas game against France, England against Colombia. 
Ungodly, ungodly hour recording. Yes, it will be. <laughs> Indeed, it will. I think we won't start recording until well past midnight. That's right. <laughs> and uh, yes, you can look forward to that on Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, we're here jubilant as the Matildas have gone through. Correct. Correct. Thank you, Laz. Thank Thanks. you, listeners. And Thank we'll you, speak Nathan. soon. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, listeners. Enjoy fo- and enjoy the football.